you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 191. Okay, guys, here is a conversation that I had with one of the moms in my Mastermind Parenting community, and... I was doing these live sessions, these live report card sessions, where we were just kind of assessing where you were, where you are, where you're going, okay? And it's a big part of just kind of the process that involves changing behaviors, right? Like we can't expect our kids to change their behaviors if we're not changing our behaviors. And when you have a kid that presents as strong-willed, which means they are quite often just feeling misunderstood. They also frequently get misdiagnosed. So this mom, she, you know, now that she's here with me in the mastermind community, she could admit because she's, she says she's improved in terms of yelling by 90%. Now, no one ever signs up like ever and says, so I'm a yeller. (laughs) Like there's so much shame when we yell at our kids and yet we're human. And when you have the child that you don't know how to help do better, quite often you lose your mind too. And so then you just have like two people sort of losing their minds and it's just, it's just not helpful, right? Like nothing changes. So now that she's gone through our beginning program, Basics Bootcamp, which For those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while, we do have a group enrolling starting like in a couple days. This this episode's coming out the week of June 27th, and our new group is going to get started on July 1st. So if you've been on the fence for a while, like I don't run these groups all the time. Just because I'm so invested in the parents in my community and it's we, we really have sort of a, a boutique coaching program where I know everyone, I get to know everyone, I care about every family that I just don't enroll a lot of new people all the time. So I do have a small group that's starting July 1st, which I'm su- super excited about. So if you've been on the fence, now's the time. Sign up. Anyway, so this mom had finished our initial program and she has improved a lot of different things in our household. Of course, there's still things she's working on. And so that was one of the updates that she shared. She was like, yeah, like I'm not a yeller anymore. Like that feels amazing. And yet my child, you know, she still has these moments 
where she just gets really loud. When she's frustrated, she has a really hard time dealing with frustration. And so she gave like this example, and I'm not going to ruin it for you because I want you guys to listen to the episode because I think it's just such a, a great conversation. It's not like a mom who's trying to sugarcoat and perform. It's a mom getting coached and sharing updates with me and me kind of picking apart and workshopping what's going on with her kid. And so she gave this example of a simple skill that her five-year-old child was, she was really, really trying to master a new skill, a new physical skill. And she was frustrated. And when she gets frustrated, she gets really loud. And mom's like, you know, so I'm not yelling at her anymore, but then I'm kind of like a deer in the headlights, like, what am I supposed to do here? Like, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to do? So I just thought this would be a really good conversation um, to share with you guys, because I think a lot of you will relate like, yeah, like, what do you do in these moments? And the thing I like about this also is that like, this is a mom that I think is like many Many people out in the world, like she, she's not out there displaying her whole life on social media. She's not the loudest person in the room. She's not the biggest extrovert. She's just like a smart lady who wants to be a good mom and wants her kid to have a great life. <laughs> you know, she's a real life in the trenches mom. And so after this conversation, when we listen back to it, it was just, I just felt like all of the podcast listeners are going to love it. And so I asked her permission, even though I know she's really private. And I was like, do you think that we could share this on the podcast? Because I really think hearing your story could help a lot of people. And she was so awesome. And she was like, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm sharing it here on the podcast, and I really hope that it helps some of you guys to know that you are not the only one going through this. And for those of you who feel called to get more support, please reach out. Let us know. MastermindParenting.com. Go to our website. Read about our Basics Boot Camp program. If you're wondering if it's for you, sign up for a call with my team and tell them about your specific situation. Like we are real people. We get to know you. We care about you and we want to help. So that's what I got. Enjoy the episode today. Okay. Okay. So here we are. We're having our live report card. So I've been studying behavior change for a long time. And because really, I was just like, so often people learn what to do, and then they don't do it, or they, they try to do it, but then they keep not doing it. Like for me also, like, for many, many years, I mean, everybody in the mastermind has heard me talk about this, like I struggled so much with closet smoking. And it was like, it was out of alignment for me. And I, it was like such a source of shame. And and I kept wondering, like, what, why do I keep going back to it? Right? Like, I don't want to do it. And it's disgusting. But why? What keeps drawing me back? So I think a lot of it is I wanted to figure out how do you change a habit or a pattern that you want to be done with? And when people learn new things, how do I help people to actually implement the new things into their life? And 
I resisted doing this exercise so much, okay? Because I don't want to babysit anyone. I'm a rebel tendency myself. I don't want anyone grading me on things. You know, like there's so many reasons. But what I found is that if you don't take the time to assess where you used to be and where you currently are and acknowledge, really acknowledge on an ongoing basis what you have overcome, what you have accomplished, and also determine where you're still going, behavior change doesn't happen or it's not sustainable, you know? And I think it's the reason why so many people like they're going strong on their new eating plan or their diet, that that new year's resolution and three weeks in, they're like, screw it, you know, and they fall off. So this session is that. Okay, this session is that. So I want you to go back pre-mastermind and I want you to really think of the thing, the straw that broke the camel's back that made you finally say, okay, I got to do it. What was the pain point that made you say, fine, I'll take a parenting, I'll do a parenting program? <laughs> well, I think the, the ultimate straw wound up being her having trouble at school. Mm -hmm. really. I mean, we just couldn't, I mean, I was not enjoying her company, certainly. And, you know, that alone probably should have been enough to kind of push me in the right path. Like I just didn't really care for her. You know what I mean? Like she was really, really difficult. But then, you know, we sort of found some kind of balance at home. I mean, not even really, but it really, it was out the so, outside, like pressure struggling with her. We, we can't get her to do things. She's having these crazy outbursts and like, she's on fire and what do we do? And it was just got to this unacceptable level where now other people are involved Yeah, and she's disrupting the class and you know, all this stuff. And so that was really the impetus to finally push me to dig deeper and, and try and help her really and help my family. Well, it's interesting because that was what it was for Heather too. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And she didn't remember right away. And all of a sudden it popped into my brain. And I was like, wait, wasn't there a school issue that we were problem solving? Right. When she was like, oh yeah, I forgot. And I think, you know, it's like, we get used to what we're just living day to day. Right. right. And right. so you, you figure it's like, yeah, we're not exactly enjoying each other, but it's like, it's our normal and we're not even maybe thinking to question it mm -hmm. um, because we kind of got used to throw it. it or da da da. Right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I talked to so many moms about this, which is like the comparison thing. You know, I, I was just having a mom talk about social media recently and she's like, Oh, I'm so irked by like, I can't stop looking at the social media feed. She goes, and I'm so bugged by all the people constantly like bragging about all their kids achievements and all the different things. And we were just kind of talking about that. And I, I've always heard this saying, compare and despair. When you compare, you're going to end up despairing ultimately. But I heard, or I think I read, it's actually primal for us to care about what other people think about us. Okay. So caring about how your kid is behaving at school and how they're being perceived mm -hmm. and caring about what the teachers are thinking about her, what they're thinking about you. Sometimes mm -hmm. I think many of us are like, 
ugh, it feels kind of pathetic. Like, why do I care so much about what other people think? But it's actually primal for us because part of our primal wiring, you know, we're pack animals and we're meant to be part of a community and part of a tribe. So your kid's school quite often becomes your tribe of sorts, you know, it becomes your community. And so when all of a sudden we're not doing well, it's almost like, worrying about that judgment, worrying about how we're perceived, it taps into that fear of, are we going to get kicked out of the tribe? What if we're a problem in the tribe? So it's actually primal for us to care about what other people think of us. Now, I work with people all the time on how we can temper that and not live our lives based on what they think, what the neighbors think, or keeping up with the neighbors and we stay in our own lane. And obviously I teach a lot of tools to be able to do so. But I guess I offer that piece because I want everyone to have some self-compassion in. It doesn't mean you're insecure. It doesn't mean that like, you know, I was willing to put up with some nonsense at home until all of a sudden there were witnesses. It's like the witnesses tapped into that primal part of you. Of, mm -hmm. of no, we're part of something, a bigger community. And we need to make sure that she can fit into that community and she can be civilized and follow social norms and all those kinds of things. So I think it's kind of interesting that it was the same thing for you and it was the same thing for Heather. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. it's about the age, right? Like five, they go into real school and then it's, <laughs> you know, uh, so yeah. Um, what was she doing at school? So she was having a really hard time with transitions. She's one of those kids that when she's working on something, she wants to be able to finish it. And if mm -hmm. she's not finished, she's going to throw a really loud fit. She's not a great communicator with words and we're working on that. So for a while it was scream until the world stops and hears her, you know? So she was just having like these screaming meltdowns with transitions, uh, with doing activities she didn't want to do. You know, she has like a stereotyping issue where she makes these kind of funny faces uh, when she's focusing on something. And uh, other kids would look at her, you know, because they're curious and uh, it's an abnormal face. And she would like scream at them and she hit one of them once when he was looking at her. So she's becoming aware of, you know, peers looking at her, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, it was just a lot, I think. And she hadn't been quite in a group that big before. So the teacher, because the teacher always said, like, she's great when we're one on one. But in a class setting, obviously, she can't do that very often. Um, and so she was struggling with, you know, being part of the group and having to do something she didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at home, what would you say the main issue that you were having with her that was kind of making you just be like, oh, mm. well, so she was having like her screaming and crying fits. They had gotten better at home, I think, because we'd started to recognize it and started to communicate with her. Because, again, I'd listened to some of like your podcasts and read your book and stuff before. And so I was trying to implement some of those things at home and it seemed to work. But she's still like. Just yesterday, I had a situation where she's she wants to jump rope, but she's not very good at it. And she gets really frustrated and she wants to get five in a row and she'll get to like three and then it hits her foot. And then she just like screams really, really loud. And, you know, no, no, I 
can't do it. I can't do it. And she's crying. And, you know, I'm at a stage. <laughs> so again, talking about our process through the journey, I'm like in this middle stage where I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, before it was just react, react, like shut her down, either yell at her, bribe her or punish her. Like, shut that screaming down kind of thing but now i'm like okay i don't do that like i let her feel her feelings i'm like i hear you you know like your voice just comes to me in my head i'm like i hear you i it's frustrating yeah like i i get super frustrated when i can't do something either but then she just keeps doing it and i'm like i don't want to take the jump rope away from her so i'm kind of just letting her have this moment like i know she's not feeling well and i know she's tired okay so i know why she's acting that way and then my husband comes out because at some point he's like, okay, I can't tolerate the screaming anymore. And so he's trying to like talk to her and reason with her in this moment. And I'm like, she's not going to hear anything you're saying to her, you know, but he's like trying to reason with her. Like, I, you know, I understand you're getting frustrated. We're gonna have to take this away from you if you can't, you know, pull it together. And eventually he just winds up taking it away from her, which I wasn't trying to do in the beginning, but I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in this situation. Like I just tried to sort of, calm her down. And then later we came back and we talked about it again. And I said, you know, it's, I, you're tired and you don't feel well. And that's why, you know, you got so frustrated and da da da. But she just has these like epic meltdowns where any level of frustration, she's immediately in the lizard brain and it's, she's really loud and screaming and, and coincidentally or not, mama's got noise sensitivity. Right. <laughs> right. Which is why I would react the way I would before. So now I'm like, Hey, I'm doing better. Like I'm not yelling back at her. I'm not yeah. you know, finishing her. I'm not trying to drag her into a timeout. And then it's like an hour of screaming while I make her sit for five minutes. You know, uh, we're not doing any of that anymore. And so I feel like just me being able to take the pause and me it's being able to stay calm, like huge improvement, huge in our, in our house. But now it's like, now it's gotten to the point where now my husband, because usually I have stopped it before it's gotten, you know, and now he's like, wait, what's going on? Well, let's understand. Okay. So let's also understand. So when she's frustrated, she's, she's feeling dysregulated in her body. Right. And so you, you did beautiful. You did the investigate piece. Like you're like, she's not feeling the best. She's had yeah. a long day and she's tired. Okay. Yeah. So, so she's already kind of out of spoons, you know, out of energy spoons. And so any little tiny frustration is sending her into a tailspin. And the way she has navigated and dealt with these feeling dysregulated in her body was typically to do something really loud and her noise sensitive mommy would come and give her a ton of attention and ultimately yell at her or do something that tell me if I'm wrong, but it would result in ultimately into tears. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So what I want you to understand is, is like when you're dysregulated in your body and that's why we go and eat a sleeve of cookies or, you know, or do the over behavior, you know, that we swore we weren't going to do. Like one of my moms was who hasn't kept alcohol in her house for now months and has really kicked that over drinking 
behavior to numb out at night. She had a really shitty day today. I mean, they're about to go on vacation and the kid, her son's best friend just found out that COVID and now maybe the vacation is going to be canceled and she's, he's already anxious. It was like one thing after another, after another. Mm-hmm. And she said, she goes, it's so interesting. I found myself going into the pantry. She goes, and I know I'm not keeping alcohol in the house, but it was like four o'clock and I'm looking, it's like my old habit from, even though I haven't been drinking for months, my old habit of, I open the cabinet that I used to keep my wine and I'm looking for it just like almost on autopilot. Um, Mm -hmm. she goes, so then I start, I find myself looking through the pantries, like, what can I snack on? Mm-hmm. And so she's like starting to notice because she knew she was having, you know, she was feeling dysregulated in her body. She was feeling stressed out in her body. So our kids are no different and little, you know, it's so interesting because they're so smart and perceptive and attuned to us. And she's very attuned to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she's been noise and this is all subconscious, right? But when she's, she knows Mom's no way sensitive. When I'm having a dysregulated moment, if I get super loud, then she's ultimately, this is the subconscious brain taking over. She ultimately takes over. It will result in tears. Well, there's a reason why every, as my husband would say, I go to the therapist and all she wants to do is make me cry. Because when the tears come, there is a somatic release that happens. You know, we all fight off the tears. We all think tears are so bad. But when you actually have a good cry, Mm-hmm. There's a calm that comes over the body because it regulates the nervous system. So this pattern that she's had for dealing with dysregulation, which ultimately got mom to yell or shut it down or punish or threaten or whatever, it ended in tears. And that actually was a way that she was able to regulate her body. And so that's the pattern that is coming back online, even though you've been doing amazing. And you're like taking the pause and talking to her and not losing your cool and Q-tipping, quit taking it personally. You're doing all these things, but she's still used to that pattern. The Mm -hmm. loud noise, loud noise is eventually going to get a reaction. And then the tears will come and I'll be able to feel temporarily better in my body. Mm. And so it's kind of interesting when you look at it from that perspective. So now mom's not reacting. But if I do it long enough, eventually dad's going to come out. Yeah. Right. And then threaten right. to take my thing away. And which he so, did, which then resulted in the tears. In the tears. So the right. tears ultimately help her to feel temporarily more regulated. So understanding that, I think it just helps in terms of like, now what do I do? Okay. Yeah. Because we got to, we got to disrupt this pattern. Yeah. So what would it look like if when the volume escalates, if mom said, you know, my ears are sensitive to noise. So I'm going to go inside. If you need me, you can, you know, and you're ready to talk, come grab me. I'm happy to help, but I can't take all this loud noise. What would happen if mom disengaged and, and let her know it's too much noise. So tell me when you can talk to me, like I'm talking, what would, what would happen? I don't know, to be honest. I really don't know. Like if we, if we both just kind of let her keep having her fit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try. Walked away. That's the disengagement. You know, sometimes people worry that 
it's abandonment. Like we want to, like all feelings are okay. Half of life involves negative emotions. Like what if we had all learned it when we were little kids? We don't want to shut down feelings and force our kids to bottle it all up. And we also want to disrupt this pattern that she, you know, it's not working. You can't, you know, being the noise pollution you know, the, the kid that's guilty of all this noise pollution. Well, guess what? It's not really civilized behavior and it's not really teaching her how to regulate her body and help herself to calm down in a better way. Right. And so I would say disengaging, letting her know, Hey, you know, talking to her like at a non-relevant time, Hey, like, when you get really upset, I'm always here to help you. Like when you were frustrated with your jump rope, I'm here to help. And when you make a whole bunch of noise, my ears are sensitive. It's it, it's actually not good for my body to be around all that noise. So when that happens, I'm going to go to another room or go away from all the noise. And when you're ready to take some deep breaths, calm your body down, sniff in the flowers and blow out the birthday candles. And calm your body down and come and let me know, mommy, I'm really frustrated. Mommy, I could use your help. Mommy, will you hold the jump rope? Mommy, will you help me master this skill? I'm just so frustrated. When you can talk to me and let me know how I can help you, I'm happy to help. And when you're making all that noise, it's not good for my body to be around it. So I'm going to be, I'm I'm not going to be up for that anymore. And it's not good for daddy either. You know, all that loud noise it's a lot for other people to take. So when you can talk to us and we can know how we can help, we're happy to help, but we're not, we're not going to be sticking around for all that loud screaming and carrying on. Okay. We're going to try that next time. If you have a kid that's struggling and you know that what you're currently doing isn't working, maybe you've been reading books, you've been listening to podcasts like this one, you've been attending webinars, you've been really looking for resources, maybe even you've started going to different types of therapists and nothing really seems to be helping. I want you to check out our Basics Boot Camp program. We are enrolling our next small group July 1st. I don't know when the next group will be again, probably not for several months. And I want you to be in this group and let us help you, let us support you. We have a coaching program that's like no other out there. It's like parenting and personal development all under one umbrella because the difference with mastermind parenting than a lot of other parenting programs which there's some great ones out there they really have some good tips and tricks and tools problem is is that until we really help you to think about your child in a different way and truly understand what's going on with them and get to the bottom of this all behaviors is communication you're not going to remember to do any of those things. So what Mastermind Parenting does is we help you to think in a different way, think about your child in a different way, and really get to the bottom of what's going on with them. So I want you to go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash basics dash bootcamp. The link will also be in the show notes. I want you to go. I want you to check out the program. Class starts soon. If you are sick of your current reality come i promise you your life will be different after 12 weeks not just your life 
your kid's life. And that's even more important because you have a struggling kid and I want to help you help them. So can't wait to get to know you. My husband was like, ask her, what, what are we supposed to be doing right here? Like, cause I mean, he still sees it as the, like, we're letting her sort of walk all over us or be, you know, whatever. And I'm like, no, that's not what it is. Like she's tired. She's sick. She doesn't feel well. You know, she's just having a moment, but he's like, but I also can't stand the, you know, the right. screen. So right. yeah. Yeah, the noise pollution. Yeah, like it's not it's not good for our ears. It's not good for our bodies. It it makes us it makes us feel you know all all you know it brings a lot of chaos to our household. It's super important for us to have a smooth family. So we're here to help. And that kind of noise pollution, we're going to be in the other room. And you're welcome to do it in your in your room in your own space. But it's really not respectful to be yelling and carrying on and taking over the main areas of the house or, you know, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's, that's just not the kind of family we are. Like we have to, we show each other respect. And so, so yeah, you're disengaging. You're not doing that. You know, it's like what we focus on grows. So if we stick around, right. I was like, yeah, I said, when we, when we keep, you know, bringing that up, she's going to keep doing it. So that nugget stuck in there and I pulled it out. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're, you're, I mean, just the fact that you're not losing your mind and you're not, I mean, I can't even, it's huge. (laughs) It's huge huge because you're not exacerbating the situation. And now you're probably, you know, earning back so much trust and credibility with her too. Mm -hmm. So now when you have these conversations at non-relevant times, like, you know, I used to yell at you and I really try hard not to do it anymore. And when I yelled at you, how did it make you feel in your body when I was yelling, yelling, or even if me and daddy were to yell at each other, how do you feel? It's like, it's too much. It, it, it causes a lot of chaos and it's just, that's just not the kind of family we want to be. So we're not doing that anymore. And if you can't get it together, or you come and you, and this is the real rules, and you come and you follow us around with all that yelling behavior, just know there will be no more talking. We will be quickly getting you ready for bed and you will be going to bed early because it means your body is so overloaded. There is nothing that's going to help you to feel better more than sleep. So we'll just be getting you to bed ASAP. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be doing. So show me when you're feeling so frustrated like you were about the jump rope, what can you do to calm yourself down? How can you let me know? Lindsay said, Lisa keeps showing up. I've noticed that from the get-go. You have. I mean. I'm trying. <laughs> you really are. You really are. I mean, I just want to pause for the applause for you with, she's screaming and screaming and screaming. And you literally started this off with, I don't even wear earphones because I'm so noise sensitive. And then you have this child that when she's having dysregulated moments, which it sounds like the way she's wired, there's kind of a, and she's five, she lives in her emotional brain. Of course, she's (laughs) going to have a lot of dysregulated moments. She's highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. You know, you read the highly sensitive child, you know this. So she is prone to a lot of dysregulation and all this noise you're still keeping your cool. Like that's some Zen mastery <laughs> shit right there. I just have to say. 
yeah, that has been like, I mean, transformational, truly, just to recognize that about myself. And I am trying to give myself applause for that stuff. But it has been very difficult. I don't know, it feels almost like a midlife crisis. As you dig through all this stuff and, you know, Randy's over here like, hey, look at this string. And so I start pulling on this string and I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, I have (laughs) a lot of self-doubt has come up, a lot of rethinking the way that I think about things and and what I believe is true and not true and how much I beat myself up about stuff and like Mm -hmm. nothing is ever good enough. And I mean, I'm just a mess, man, like trying to pull it all together but I feel like at least like baby steps you know starting to to be a calm presence for Lily and at the end of the day you know for good or for bad I am the the pack leader of this family like my husband is a very you know my husband's on the spectrum and he's a very reserved like doesn't talk a lot like he's there for me when I need it and he's a backup but And part of this, I don't know if it's my own, like I created a situation where I have control over everything and I was doing everything and trying to be this stupid martyr or whatever. I don't know. And just like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I not reaching out to him for more help? Why am I not like, we're a team here. This is a family and I'm trying to take on all these things. And I don't even, I don't know. Well, and it sounds like he wants to help. Like, you know, right? Like he wants to help. And especially since he is on the spectrum, people on the spectrum are very literal. So quite often, right, we're waiting for them to take initiative. And they're like, just why wouldn't you just tell me what to do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's been huge too, where, you know, I've just been communicating with him more and realizing how much I do need him. You know what I mean? I guess I always felt like, yeah, he needs me, but maybe I don't need him, but not, you know, in the callous way that that sounds. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we do work better because he can be a very calm present. And and she is literally his little clone, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So who better to communicate with her than him? Because mm-hmm. he knows exactly how she thinks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she probably will be just as literal as he is. And I have to learn how to communicate with her that way too and not just expect her to know what I'm feeling or whatever you know read certain cues that I think I'm sending out there that that people don't read you know what I mean well you're just the right mom for her and she's just the right child for you and you will be the perfect compliment you are the perfect compliment for her that's why you chose your husband that's why he chose you right yeah yeah. And, and, and this whole, the self-discovery process. Yeah. This is the messy middle part. You know, this yeah. is the part where things like this live report card are so important because this is the part where it's not shiny and new, like boot camp. We're let's go. Right. Yeah. And you're changing, you know, Oh, the sleep thing. And you're giving me all these tips and tools and I'm learning all these new things. And I never thought of it this way. And it's all exciting. This is the part where you're integrating the pieces that you've learned and you're finding the holes of, wait, there's, wait, okay, so I'm missing something here. I need to ask, you know. Yeah, 100%. It's part part of the learning process. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think when you've been 
the best student and, you know, achieved all the high degrees and, and been kind of a perfectionist and all of those things. It's like, yeah, when you're a beginner at something new, when you're learning new things, it's like what I always tell my kids when they are playing a new sport or the worst one on the team. And I'm like, the real courage comes from being willing to be a beginner. Because the only way you ever get better at anything and master it is repetition and practice and repetition and practice. And the repetition and practice, what it really looks like is, okay, I'm not yelling at her, but what do I do to get this screaming to stop? <laughs> right? Like, this is, this, not is <laughs> this is not perfect yet. I, I'm missing the piece. Oh, the disengage. What does that disengage actually look like? Oh, yeah. I could walk away. I could let her know I'm not sticking around for all this noise pollution. It's not working for me, hurting my ears. Ouch. Yeah. 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 No, I'm definitely trying that. And it's so like, it seems so obvious, but I don't know. Like in the moment, it's just. It's not. It's not. Again, like, it's not. It, it's I'm not yelling at her. So. No, it's such progress that you're not yelling at her. And yes, everything I teach is like the duh factor, right? And since none of us were conditioned this way, it is not what comes online for us when we are in a triggered moment and we're in our emotional brains and we're feeling dysregulated, of course, because yeah. we're human. Yeah. 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 So you're doing like all the awareness you're having, being like, I'm kind of a mess. Like even just saying I'm kind of a mess means you're so not a mess. <laughs> you're not. You're not a mess because you're like, wait, it's kind of like you, you're like, oh my gosh, the older I get, the more I realize, the less I know, the more I realize, right? Yeah. And when we're young, we're like, I know everything. I mean, like, I see it, you know, like my 16 year old son who, you know, has been always just my easiest child to parent and yeah. he's 16 now. And, you know, and it's like high school and I'm trying, you know, to give him some tips and tools and we're working on time management. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. He's like, my teacher gave me a blah, blah, blah. And she told me that, you know, it was an excellent paper, but like, I don't know how she thinks that a B minus is excellent. And I was like, well, that's why you would make an appointment, go in, advocate for yourself. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. That <laughs> is, he's like, she already gave me the grade. And I was like, well, the difference between kids that get A's and the kids that get B's probably has more to do with the kids that get A's go know how to go in and advocate for themselves. And he's like, that's not how it works. The great is the great. Okay. Like, I know a thing about communication. I know a thing about people. I know a thing about teachers. I trained them for many years. He's like, yeah, thanks, mom. I got it. Right. <laughs> So when we're, when we're young, we know everything. And when we yeah. get older, we're like, we so don't know everything. And that's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. That was it the Dunning-Kruger effect or whatever. Tell me, what is that? I don't know. What uh, well, it's one of those, like when you know a little bit and you think you know everything and then the more you learn, you're like, oh crap, I really don't know anything. Like there's yes. so much more that I don't know. And that's right. what I mean. I feel like I just fell right off the cliff where before I was like, oh, look at mom. You know, now I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> There's so you much are good. You know what? Anyone <laughs> that mom. you are good mom, anyone that shows up with me doing this work, yeah. you could be watching Netflix, <laughs> right? You could be yeah. watching Netflix and here you are showing up with me. I promise you that you're a good mom. Yeah. 
You're a good mom. And do you have, are you having a little bit of fun in the process of learning this? It has been unbelievable. Like our relationship, like I, of course I always love her. Like she's my daughter, but there are times where I'm like, God, I really don't like you. You know, like you're, what is happening? Like, you know, um, and, and even in my worst moments was, uh, what is wrong with you? You know, that Mm -hmm. really, you know, one of those ugly moments. Um, and now I'm, it's so much better. Like I enjoy her company and like, even when she's throwing a fit, I kind of chuckle a little bit about it now because mm-hmm. I'm like, they're losing her little mind over there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, it's so much less because I'm not reacting the way I used to and, and, and all that. And so we're actually, you know, I used to dread long holidays where I'd have her every day for the whole day. And, and we had talked before about how, I was letting her monopolize so much of my time. And so I've started drawing boundaries with her and she has to go and play by herself at certain times. And she's respecting that and not like always on my heels. And um, it's, it's, I mean, transformational, truly like actually enjoy spending time with her now. And we, you know, I feel like um, she is learning how to communicate better and then in moments when she is calm she'll throw back some of the like lessons that i've been teaching her at me you know or if i she can tell when i'm losing it even if i'm not like like if i just kind of get like silent a little because i'm stressed of i'm driving or something and she'll be like mommy are you okay you know like she's recognized mm-hmm. when i'm having a moment and she'll mm-hmm. like tell me to take a breath and <laughs> you know so it's it's I can tell she's learning from it too. And so it's, it's been really great. Truly. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. I, I've identified something, the next right thing that I want you to work on okay. before I say it, you tell me what you think the next right thing is that you want to work on. Um, well, for me, I, I, it's a lot about working on myself. I'm trying to figure out, so I haven't gotten to the fest part yet, but I've been doing the, I've been just doing the kind of the brain dump on the manager because I do get a lot of those thoughts that just pop in really quickly and they're negative and I don't stop long enough to evaluate them and, and see like, where are they coming from? Why am I thinking this? So, you know, and you know, been dealing a lot with a lot of anxiety and stress and, and feeling sort of worthless. And, and so I'm trying to figure out like, where's all this stemming from? Okay. Okay. What am I missing in my life or? Okay. I'm going to give you two, I'm going to give you our action plan, two things. Number one, I want you to practice disengaging and walking away, having conversation with her at a non-relevant time to let her know that you and daddy are not sticking around for the noise pollution anymore. And y'all will be over here. You're happy to help her when you can understand her and she can talk to you in a voice that you can hear, but screaming behavior, we're, we're not up for it. Okay. So the disengaging, I want you to have that conversation and then I want you to practice and get your husband on board, let him know the plan Mm -hmm. and let's do that. And let's really talk to her also, you know, cause we need to let her know instead of screaming at the top of your lungs and freaking out when you're frustrated, like nobody's sticking around. If you want people to be able to help you and you want to be able to help yourself, that's when you're taking those breaths. That's when you're rubbing your hands together and noticing your palms, noticing how it feels, 
calming your body down. So the breathing, you may want to just go over and wash your hands. Just feel the cool water going over your hands. See, so we're teaching her mindfulness tactics mm -hmm. when she's feeling dysregulated. The breath, the noticing, the, you know, no, you know, one of my niece, I remember when she was four or five, she was having a meltdown. And afterwards, when we kind of talked it, talked about it, I said, what helped you calm down? She said, my breaths. And then she had gone over to my dog and, and she goes, and then I was petting Stella. She goes, and that helped me a lot. And I said, oh, mm -hmm. what about it? She goes, well, I was feeling her fur and it was just so soft on my hand. And I just kept petting her and feeling her fur and petting her and feeling her fur. I mean, that is freaking mindfulness, mm -hmm. like tangible mindfulness, which re-regulates the nervous system, which is so, it's so cool, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want you to really talk about these skills, practice these skills, disengage and walk away. Okay. So that we can disrupt this pattern, this noise pollution pattern that she's using to ultimately cause you guys to react. And then she gets to cry and have that somatic release. Like we want to disrupt that. We want mm -hmm. it to be that she can calm down without necessarily having to get to the tears place, right? Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I want you to do, because I love that you're ready, you're hitting the programs, you're doing the brain dumping, you're using your daily mind manager. I mean, I have mine by me like all the time because I, this is my practice. This is my practice for managing my mind. So keep doing that. And I want you to put the Thursday calls on your calendar and come to them. I also want to invite you, even though you haven't, as soon as you start going through the Mind Mastery, the FEST program, we do these monthly Thrive calls that are kind of these special advanced calls. We had one today. I want you as soon as you don't have to complete that program, I want you to start coming to those Thrive Calls and I want you to start coming to the Thursday Calls. Put it on your calendar. Come to Thursday Calls. Raise your hand for coaching. Even just being there because what I do is I'll, I'll take you through it. You know, <laughs> I'll coach you. I'll find the sentence. I'll help you and I'll I'll be able to kind of model what it looks like. And you don't have to do all this by yourself. Like, yeah, I, I also tend to be a lone wolf in a lot of things and I've done a lot of programs and I've done a lot of things on my own. And what I am learning currently in my life is that even really smart, capable, badass women like us deserve support. So come and let me support you. And I mean, the people who raise their hand for coaching, they get the biggest results the, yeah. and every, and everyone ends up thanking them. And it's so generous. And, um, so that's what I want you to focus on. I want you to focus on coming, asking for support, allowing me to support you in the disengagement. Okay. Will do. Okay. I'm Got excited. It. All right. You're okay. doing great. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Have a great okay. night. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in 
creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's mastermind underscore parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And, um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.